Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Food bloggers, don't forget to check out the food blogging forum style community that we started over at forum.eatblogtalk.com. Finally, there's one place that we can all convene and talk and that isn't scattered all over Facebook. Here are the things that I am loving about it. It is free. It also allows for categorized discussions on all food blogging topics And there's a category for sharing successes, aka self-promotion. So no more holding back about discussing your big wins and things that you're promoting. Also, everything is in one single spot. So no hopping around from group to group. And there's an amazing opportunity to network and really get to know your fellow food bloggers in a single place. So come join the discussions that are going on over at forum.eatblogtalk.com. And I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Don't forget forum.eatblogtalk.com. Okay, food bloggers, have you heard of Flowdesk, the new big email marketing rage? This is an amazing new option for managing your email subscriber list. It is super easy to use and it comes with gorgeous, intuitive drag and drop templates. And Flowdesk does not charge based on number of subscribers. So your monthly rate will stay the same from month to month. Everyone pays $38 a month or use my affiliate link to get 50% off and pay only $19 a month. You guys, this is a fraction of the price of other email service providers, and you'll be blown away by the beautiful and intuitive templates waiting for you inside. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab your link. Flowdesk, the stunning new option for email marketing. What's up, food bloggers? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast made for you, food bloggers seeking value for your businesses and your lives. Today, I will be having my second EBT interview with Carly Bittner from cookingwithcarly.com, and we will talk about blogging as a stay-at-home parent. Carly is a stay-at-home mom who has managed to turn her brand new blog into a full-time gig in the first eight months of blogging. She has a deep passion for bringing women in this world together, making sure each one feels valued and loved. She uses that concept to fuel all her posts across social media and her blog. This unique perspective, as well as some smart business moves, has helped her to create a recognizable brand and thriving business in a very short period of time. And you are a killer, just stay-at-home mom who works so hard, and you just have made this a great business for yourself. So I'm excited to talk with you about this today, Carly. But first, I would love it if you gave us another fun fact about yourself. Okay, so I recently just moved into a new house. And up until this point, so my husband and I have been married for eight years. And up until this point, we've just kind of roughed it in the very smallest, cheapest apartments that we could find. So we were saving up. And so we have never had new furniture before. We've never had a headboard or footboard. We've never had like nightstands. We've always used those plastic bin drawer things from Walmart. And this last Saturday... We bought couches and a headboard and footboard and nightstands, and it was the most money I've ever spent in like a single like place before. But I felt so much like an adult. Like <laughs> you've arrived, <laughs> like, you're an adult. I've and I told my husband, I'm like, I feel more like an adult now than I did when I've had any of our three children. I don't know why that is. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm finally an adult now because well, I a have big change. <laughs> Yeah. So that's my fun fact about me and something that's happened lately that's kind of fun. That is fun. And you will appreciate those nightstands like never before and like nobody else ever could probably, right? Yeah. My phone now has a place to charge. I don't charge it on the floor anymore. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's those little things that we're just so grateful for, especially when you go an extended period of time, just kind of getting by and dealing with the bare minimum. 
Right. Oh, so you have an appreciation. It like, feels good. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are in your new house and enjoying it. That's so exciting. And I'm also excited to talk today about blogging as a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home parent because I think a lot of us do this, or at least we start out this way, just trying to figure it out, like how to make it work. And I feel like you are one of those bloggers that just have it down when it comes to parenting and blogging. I've watched a few of your recipe videos where you have allowed your kids to kind of enter the scene and it's so fun. It's so cute and it just works. It's like real life. You're not trying to pretend you're not saying get out. So I just love how you've just embraced that and made it work. And it is possible to do this. It's possible to blog while having kids, right? And I mean, it takes some creativity and maybe a little grace, but can you talk us through some of your best tips that you utilize in order to make it happen? Right. So first I do have to say that sometimes I do have to say, just get out. <laughs> yeah. Just, just get out, you know, or do something else because it has to be said sometimes. I don't want to, <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to be painted as that. Like I'm this angel because I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm definitely not. In fact, just this last week, I was, I was trying to do a recipe video and my little girls really wanted to be in there with me. I was trying so hard just be like, yeah. And she's two. My youngest is two now. And I was like, okay, you can do it. And then she like brought out this, her little laptop that's like singing songs and making noises. And I was like, Brielle, are you kidding me? And then she takes a bite of, it was breakfast burritos. She takes a bite of breakfast burritos and literally gags oh. on camera. And I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Not a shining moment. Not a shining moment. Like none of this is going to work. Let's just stop now. So good. It makes you gag. Let's put know, that on like, video. And then she's like, yeah, I don't like that. And she's oh. like, that's yucky. And I'm like, thanks, honey. Thanks. She doesn't like potatoes. So there's potatoes in there. But anyways, so things like that do happen. So if that happens to anybody else, you're not alone. But I did want to say that I think anybody, this is possible for anybody. Anybody can make it and anybody can blog with small kids at home. I think though, a lot of times people like to use it as a crutch and people like to use that as a, as like a safety net for themselves so that when they don't push themselves hard enough and they don't achieve their goals, they're like, well, I've got kids at home. You know what I mean? And so I think the first thing to do is kind of get that out of your mind. That's not going to change unless you have money and you've decided to get a nanny or put your kids into daycare part-time or something like that. So you could fully focus, like it's not going to change. So what needs to change is the attitude and your perspective on how it's going to work. Because if, if that is constantly a crutch and you're saying, yeah, I'm doing this, but, or like, this is my excuse, then things are not going to happen. You're not going to achieve those goals if you're constantly giving yourself that excuse. I like that you started with that because it's such a good way to frame anything, really. Like if you're trying to add something to your life, no matter what it is, if it's blogging and parenting or just anything you want to add, you've got to change your mindset first and foremost. And you have to believe that it can work before you even dive into it. So I am really appreciate that you started with that. It's so true with a little creativity. Anyone can make it work. I did it when my boys were really little and it did. I mean, it was kind of exhausting some days and it took some extra effort and I was really tired at the end of the day, but I made it work and it is very possible. So what are some of your best tips? So I think first and foremost is you need to have a real honest sit down with yourself and figure out what you're willing to sacrifice. Because I feel like with everything and anything, with kids, without kids, food blogging, there's got to be sacrifice somewhere. And so I decided personally that my sacrifice was going to be more of my sleep <laughs> is what I was going to sacrifice because I didn't want to sacrifice, you know, time spent with my kids. I didn't want to sacrifice things like that. And I, I personally don't own a TV. So like we don't, have the TV on all day. We don't do like, that's just nothing that we haven't ever done that. So that wasn't something I was going to introduce to my kids, you know, in order for me to work from home. And so 
the sacrifice for me was I was going to do my computer work on odd hours, the fringe hours, or while my kids were entertained. And I, I'll go into what I do in a little bit with that. But um, figuring out what you're going to sacrifice. And everybody, what they're going to sacrifice is different. And if that's a little bit of money so that you can have a babysitter come and play with your kids so you can have five solid hours of work twice a week, that's great. It just need to figure out how to make it work for you. And then the second tip I have, the biggest thing that my kids love is to just be involved and to help out. They want to help. They really do. And sometimes it's harder and it will guaranteed be a lot messier. But <laughs> always, those, right? <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> those memories, I feel like are so priceless. And the teaching opportunities are so priceless. So I just for reference, I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and then a six-year-old. And the six-year-old is at school. He's in first grade. So he's not here during the days while I'm shooting. So it's usually my four-year-old and two-year-old that are hanging around helping me. And so the ways I get them involved, obviously look at their age to see what is age appropriate for them. If my six-year-old was home, I could have him doing some more complex or advanced things. But for my girls that are younger, you know, unwrap the Hershey's kisses for me for these, for the cookies or give them the baggie of graham crackers and a little hammer and send them outside and crush these for me. (laughs) You know, they love doing that. They think it is so fun. Put the sprinkles on or the muffin liners into the pan. All of these little jobs, not only do they help, they feel like they're helping and it helps their self self self-esteem, but these are awesome, like, gross motor skills, you know, and fine motor skills that they're practicing. And another thing that I like to do with my girls too, is when I'm measuring out flour, let's say I need two cups of flour to use the quarter cup measurement. And then we count to eight, you know, and that's awesome for my two-year-old to do is to count together and just things like that and teach them, you know, this line is one cup and just it's, awesome teaching opportunities. And my six-year-old now can, he can follow the back of a cake box, you know, mix box and he can do it. I woke up one morning and he was like in the throes of making muffins. And I'm like, what are you doing? That is so it's awesome. Like <laughs> but like it's life skills. And I think it's such an awesome opportunity to teach those skills to our kids. So we just have to keep our eyes open a little bit and find those learning moments, those teaching moments, because we get so used to like, I'll put in the cupcake liners and it's so ingrained. You just do it. But like taking the time to stop and see that this is something that your kids could actually be helping with. And there's so as you were talking through some of those things, I'm like, there's got to be so many other things. I mean, adding ingredients to a bowl or whisking or I mean, the list could go on and on. So just stopping and seeing what those moments are and including your kids. So what do you do if you're filming or doing a photo shoot and your kids come in? Do you stop? Do you let it happen? What do you do with that? So with filming right now, I'm trying to find a good balance. I set a goal that I'm going to film once a week and I've done this for the last four weeks and nothing has been usable as of yet. And so this is just me starting back up after we've moved. So before we moved for filming, I was shooting in my bedroom. That's where I had to shoot all of my recipes. That's the only place that had good light. And so for videos, we were actually going to Airbnbs once a month (laughs) and we'd put the kids to bed. And then my husband and I would pull out the lights and we'd shoot, you know, four recipes or something like that into the night. And so they were asleep. So kids weren't really there unless I purposefully did it during the day to involve them in the video. But now that I've moved and I can do video in my kitchen, I'm trying to find the best groove for it. And it's, I'm toying with the idea of switching my shoot days to my video shoot days to the day that my husband has a half day so that he can be behind the camera. That's where I'm kind of struggling with trying to get going back and forth and not having my head chopped off or making sure things are actually in focus and just things like that. And I would love to keep my kids involved in the videos because I feel like that makes them a little unique and it's, you know, really true to my life, but I'm still trying to figure that out. But as for photo shoots, they're in there. Like (laughs) how many, there's probably majority of 
the pictures on my website have a little hand in there somewhere yes. <laughs> or a little, I think one last week I realized when I was editing, I was like, that's Brielle like literally sitting on the counter in the background of that. Oh, that's awesome. Thing. But it's, it's blurred out. You know, it just looks like purple colors, but really that's her shirt and her, her pants as she's sitting on the counter. But it's your trademark. That's kind of like, that's your life. And I think people appreciate that. Yeah. I don't think anyone is going to be put off by that. If anything, the opposite. I love the little hands. Me too. There's nothing better than cute little hands reaching into a photo. Yeah. And I know that, you know, five years from now, I'm going to look at those little hands and go, how did they get so big? Were they ever really that little? Yes, you will. Yeah. It's just fun. I love the little hands in the pictures. In fact, when I need a hand model for anything, I'm always asking my girls, come and hold this fork, come and hold this cookie, come and hold this or stir this for me. And another way too, that I just thought about was sometimes we'll tether my camera, I can control it with my phone basically. So I can push a button on my phone to make the shutter go on my camera. So if I'm pouring something, I want more of an action shot. My girls love pushing that button on my phone. That is like the coolest thing for them. I get to push it <laughs> to button. do. That's yeah, so exciting. <laughs> so yeah, that's something else. That's great stuff. And this is all stuff kind of geared toward younger kids because your kids are six and under But speaking now like to older kids, my kids are nine and 12. So once they get to a certain age, you can start shifting that a little bit and it becomes a little bit more exciting because my nine-year-old is really interested in everything creative. So he loves cooking and baking, but he also loves figuring out how to edit videos and like edit photos. And now he's asking to put... um, like, how do you put the words on a photo? So I'm like, ooh, pin graphics. So yes. there's all these little opportunities that start popping up once they become more adept at using computers and, you know, they just get a little bit smarter and more capable. So things will shift for you. Right. And, That's, yeah. Yes. That will be an awesome day. And I love that too, because we recently hired a CPA because taxes have just gotten a little complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that there's great tax credits and things like that for, you know, giving your kids a job from your business and actually paying them. And I love that. That's something that we have the opportunity to do, to teach our kids hard work and to teach our kids, you know, you show up and you do your job good and you get payment for it. And I love that that is something that in the food blog space and in the entrepreneurial space, if that's even the correct word for that, that we have the opportunity. We have so many opportunities to do things like this and many other things that just are not feasible for a lot of other jobs. Yeah, because if you're working outside the home, you don't have those opportunities to say, look, I'm doing this work, which equals this. But when you are working in the home, you can so much more easily show them what your work is translating into. Like I always say, if they say, mom, why are you working at night? If I'm working at night for some reason, I'll say, okay, you know that vacation that we're taking? Like I'll try to equate things like this work equals that Lego set that you just got. And I think that's so important because when you go to an office, you can't do that. They don't know what you're doing there. So I think that's a really good point too. Yeah. And I, you know, with the other side of things, going to the office, I think that's an awesome example too of your kids of dedication and going and they know they're that they're working and every day, day in, day out thing, you know, I think both sides are such a great example to kids because one is, you know, very consistent and you go every day and they know they're there, they're going to come back home. And other though, this is so creative and it really shows your kids that, you know, sky's the limit. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, that's so true. They can create their own future. And I love that. And I just love being able to involve them, not only with the food and, you know, the photographs and all of that aspect, but to include them in on, you know, how many views did mommy get today or whatever. My kids ask me this every single day, you know, how many views do you have today, mom? (laughs) And they don't understand anything, (laughs) but they, they ask the questions. They love to be answered and they love, you know, so I think it's just great involvement all around. 
I agree. There's so many different pieces of food blogging that it's fun to kind of see, to watch my boys' wheels turn when they see like they watched a video get filmed and then they can now see it on YouTube and see how that translates. And they do the same thing. They'll be like, how many likes did that video get? And so they think through the entire process, which I think is really unique Uh, I didn't get that, anything like that as a kid. So I think it's a really good thing to teach them. But I do like that you pointed out that there's also value in like going to an office every day and doing that hard work consistently day in and day out. So there's value in all of it. It's just like a huge scope. So especially when my little boy or my boys were littler, I always tried to do the work that required a ton of focus when I knew that they would be around. And I tried to do everything else when they weren't like tried to balance it out really well. Do you have a system for managing what types of work you do at different times? So I do, I have a pretty set schedule of what I do and when I do it. For instance, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I shoot recipes. Tuesdays are usually when I do a video, um, Tuesday afternoons, and then all day Thursday is when I usually do some computer work. And I do computer work every night after they go to bed also. But then, you know, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when I'm shooting recipes, they're hanging out with me. Like, this is just our life. Like, they wake up in the morning and they say, what recipes are we doing today, mom? (laughs) (laughs) And And they enjoy it. They love it. But I will say, too, that I do schedule out and plan ahead quite a bit. And I'm actually going to be teaching a workshop on this at the Tastemaker Conference in September. So I won't go into like great detail because we could be here for hours if I go into great <laughs> detail about this. But I shoot for months at a time, consistently Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I'm shooting anywhere from three to four recipes a day. So that gives me, you know, nine to 12 recipes a week that I'm shooting, but I'm publishing on my website three recipes a week. So I publish a new recipe Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that's getting me ahead. Um, I'm working ahead all the time. So that way, summer when my kids are out of school, I don't shoot new recipes. I don't work from May through August. No new recipes are happening. You know, I'll, I'll get on and maybe schedule a post that hadn't been finished yet. But that's, you know, after they go to sleep or something like that. And then I do the same thing. I shoot August, September, October, and I shoot nothing November, December so I can spend time with my family. Because I feel like, that's why I wanted to work at home, spend time with my family. Right. And so I figured out a schedule so that I can really maximize that time with my family. And this also helps too, when unexpected things happen, like kids get sick or you get sick or, you know, things like that that you just can't control. If you work ahead and schedule ahead, then it's like no sweat. You're not going, I was supposed to publish a post today. I promised all my my readers that a new post is coming out today and I haven't even shot it yet because I was supposed to shoot that two days ago, but I've been sick, so I couldn't. So now I have to explain things to everybody, you know? So that really takes a lot of stress off of things, um, having a plan and making a schedule. And, you know, I mentioned that I do three times a week. I publish three times a week, but if that doesn't work for you, publish once a week, just be consistent. And then people will begin to expect what you're giving them and just figure out what is feasible for you and go for it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. It makes it so much easier and so much less stressful. I am telling you, there is such a huge amount of power in scheduling content out, whether that's video or just posts or both. But yeah, like you said, it allows for wiggle room for things that pop up. And when you're not scheduling out, you just feel sunk, right? Like you get to the point where you're like, I failed. I didn't deliver today. I was supposed to post a post today. I didn't even make it. And now I'm sick. And then you just feel like I'm just going to throw my blog into the outer space and (laughs) run. Yeah. And it's, it's just so it's like, there's always something sitting on your shoulder that you can't shake. Like just that little thing in the back of your mind, always, you can't ever enjoy you know, watching a movie with your family because the whole time you're sitting there thinking this is an hour and a half of my life that I should have been doing this or, you know, so it's, it takes off so much stress to plan ahead and make a schedule and just stick with it. 
And we all get into this mostly so that we can have more freedoms, especially people who do it to spend time with their families. So it's counterproductive if we're getting into it to be with our families and then we're not spending any time with our family. So scheduling, I think, is one way to really make that happen. And I love that you take months off during the summer. I am actually planning to do that this summer for the first time ever. So my plan is to take July completely off work and I'm talking like nothing. So we'll see what happens to be continued. But I'm also going to do December. So we were kind of on the same wavelength there. So Decembers are typically really crazy for me and just like holidays and parties and blog content and you want to spend time with your family and make it special, but you can't because you're thinking about that roundup you're doing for Christmas cookies. And I just think I want to have time with these people who are going to probably leave my house in a few years. So goodness, like make it happen. So this is the year that I just decided I am going to make that happen. So I'm totally with you on that. Yes, I'm excited for you. Because really, having this last January and um, or January, sorry, this last November and December, I did not work at all. And that was amazing. And that was when we were moving. Um, I was packing up, I was moving, I ended up getting pretty sick and my kids were sick and like all of this stuff was happening and it was so nice at night to just be able to go oh my gosh I can go to sleep (laughs) you know I can just just go to bed (laughs) I can just go to bed like I don't have to do anything right now you know so it's so nice and but by the time January came around I was so ready to start shooting again. I was going to ask you, so did you get into a groove where you were like, I don't ever want to work again? Or was it okay coming back? I was so excited to start shooting again. And in fact, I think I started shooting before January. Yeah. Before January 1st, because I just like couldn't wait because I had these, I had what I was scheduled. I'd scheduled out what I was going to be doing. I knew the recipes I was going to be shooting. And I was just so excited. I don't think I even waited until January. I was so ready to come back. And so I've been shooting Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a month now. And I think I've got a month and a half left. And that takes me through all of August of shooting. So, and it's, it's fun. I love it. I love, you know, you love what you do recipes and yeah, I totally do. And it just requires a little bit of simple math. Like for me, I just said by the end of June, here's what I want to have done and ready, like scheduled so that I can enjoy my July and part of my August. So then I just worked backward and I figured out how many recipes I needed to make weekly in order to make that happen. And then I just put it in my calendar like you just this is exactly what I'm doing. And you get that you change your mindset, like just prepare yourself. And then that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. And then you come back just recharged and ready to go again. Because we all need that recharging and we don't often take it for ourselves when we're reacting to blogging duties all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, I did want to say with in regards to computer work to get creative with that because it doesn't have to be done in the middle of the night. I choose that (laughs) sometimes. I choose to do it at night. But one thing that I started doing, it was right after my kids got back into school. Um, After my son would get home from school, we would head to the park and they would play at the park and I would just bring my laptop and sit at, at like the picnic table that was in the middle of the park and I could get some stuff done. And they were playing, having a great time. I could stop and push them on the swing, whatever. But it was so nice to be able to go. And they were outside and having a blast. They love going to the park. And I was able to do some things that way too. Or go to McDonald's and let them play on the play place, you know, and get a post scheduled. So it doesn't. And they thought that was like the funnest thing in the world, going to do you know going to the park and things and and you would just so, be sitting there any anyway watching anyway them. yeah not watching them exactly yeah. although sometimes I do climb onto the McDonald's play place oh I hope you do it's so tempting but okay here's the secret this is another fun fact about Ooh, me. Let's if, hear there's, it. N- if there's no one there 
my husband and I will time each other to see who can run all the way up <laughs> and slide down the side the fastest. So who wins? <laughs> Are you the winner? You know, it really depends. This last time his leg got caught. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, that he like slid down the slide like in the splits on accident. Oh my god, hilarious. It was awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. But <laughs> so oh, I don't goodness. know. It's just the computer work part can be <laughs> daunting but just to have fun I don't know and hire out if you can I've hired out an uh, a content writer that has really changed my life <laughs> yeah writing is a pain point for bloggers we I think a lot of us get hung up on that and we feel like nobody can replace us but just finding that thing that you can outsource and just starting small and just getting it done um, so I say when you have the means to do some outsourcing, do it because it will help you so you don't get burnt out. I've had her for a couple of months now and I just, I still do a lot of the writing. She basically gets it all formatted for me and then I add in the details. I add in the little tips, little tricks and things like that. But, you know, it takes me 30 minutes now instead of, you know, an hour plus. Oh, that's awesome. And Yeah. That's huge. That adds so much to your life. Yeah. And I love the fact that, and she's a stay-at-home mom and same with my VA. She's just a, she's a stay-at-home mom that could use some extra money. And I love being able to empower other women who are staying, not just staying home, they are staying home with their kids to, you know, raise their kids how they would like to raise them, but they need some extra money. And I love that we have the power to help them. We have the opportunity to, to do something for them and to provide work for them that they are capable of, that they can do, you know, during nap time that is easy and convenient for them to do. I think that's just such a huge blessing for not only us, not only for me, you know, as they're helping me, but how the money I'm paying them can help them also. It's just a great, little relationship. Yeah. It's a way to empower them to maybe do their own thing, or maybe they would start a business about writing posts for food bloggers. Who knows? So yeah, I think that's great. And I also wanted to point out, you mentioned just that little bit of work that you can get done at the park or at the McDonald's play area. And there's so many little tasks that we do every day that I like to just reserve and put in my back pocket for later like times like that. When I'm sitting in my car waiting for my boys to get out of school, I can pull out my phone and do Instagram comments or I can do that post or that story or whatever. So there's always things, little things that we can do. And I just reserve those. It's like my little one of my little secrets. <laughs> yes. And, you know, the blog comments, replying to those, I feel like can be the bane of my existence if I let them stack up. But there's so, so much like little time, like sitting in the carpool line or, you know, things like that, that they could be done, you know, if we just use our time wisely. Right. Yeah. Those things don't need to be done at a time when we're at like we're ready to just tackle the world. Do your bigger projects, save your bigger projects for those times when you're on and you're just feeling ready to be productive and save those little things for those times when you're sliding down the McDonald's play exactly. slide with your husband. <laughs> you're so funny. I'm surprised we haven't been kicked out yet. <laughs> well, people are probably so entertained. Why would they That's kick you probably out? True. Um, I was just thinking, though, as you're saying, you know, saving your these little tasks for your in-between time. Um, one of my New Year's resolutions this year and this I don't know why this made me think of it because it doesn't exactly relate, but it kind of does. <laughs> One of my New Year's resolutions this year was to have no phone zone from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. My phone is plugged in, playing Pandora over our speaker, and, and that's that. I don't, and when my husband gets home from work, he plugs his phone in the same place I do, and it's no phone zone at our house from 4 to 7 p.m. And that was so hard for me because I swear that's when, like, everybody's on Facebook. That's when everybody's on Instagram. That's when you're getting messages. That's when people are emailing you. That's when people are commenting, you know, yeah. but I, I had to just tell myself nothing is so important that it can't wait three hours, you know, and the time that I've spent with my family, like intentional without having to pull out my phone every five minutes to check things, to make sure things are going okay. You know, 
your analytics won't disappear. <laughs> yes. If, you know, for three hours has been so awesome. The time has been so much more valuable and the relationships have just gotten so much stronger within my family just over the last month of doing the no phone zone. It's been so great and nothing has fallen apart. Things are still there three hours later. And surprisingly enough, like nothing has happened. And even if like Martha Stewart called you or emailed you, you can probably call her back. So, I mean, there's nothing that's going to happen in a three hour span of time that's going to make or break your business. Right. And if it is something super important from a family member, guess what? They're going to call a lot of times and they're going to text a lot of times and then you could go, okay, that's weird. And then you could yeah, check it, you exactly. know, but one little buzz yeah. is not going. It shouldn't you know, disrupt so, your evening. Right. And I like that you do it for three hours. I think that's a really good message too for your kids. Like mom is putting down her work intentionally and not paying any attention to it for three hours of every day. I absolutely love that. And I might steal it. Yeah. Their bedtime is seven o'clock. So that's why I chose seven o'clock. So it's just from four until they go to bed. And it's honestly made when I go to work, go to work in, you know, air quotes at 7 p.m. <laughs> in the office that's right next to their bedroom. So much more intentional because I'm ready to go. I'm not, I haven't been surfing Instagram or replying to comments for the last three hours while my kids are trying to talk to me and I'm getting bugged because I want to talk to my kids, but I also feel like I need to answer this person. <laughs> I and know, I know exactly know what, what you're mean? saying. Yeah. Um, so when I do go at seven o'clock and start working, I can go gung ho and I'm ready to go and I can look at all the notifications at one time and answer them all in a very timely manner because it's not one every seven minutes. Well, it's like those stretches when you're sitting at your computer, just constantly kind of flipping back and forth between email and something else. And you don't really do anything with your email. Anything. Yeah. You're like, oh, that email's there. I should probably reply to that, but you don't. But then there are days when say you're filming all day and you don't look at your email at all. And then you get done and you go in and you're like, okay, this is what I have to do. And you just, it's the same you thing. It's like, it. yeah, it's like you're making intentional time to do certain things and you're not just flitting in and out and not just aimlessly <laughs> wandering around your computer. I love that. And it does help to take a step away because it's like things just get more clear somehow when you're looking at an inbox. You're like, okay, I need to take care of that and that and that. Delete that. Done. Right. As opposed to like dipping in. Right. And I feel like this too is you know, a pro and a con, but you know, people who go like my husband, he's in the medical field. So he goes to work every day and he comes home and he gets to leave work at work. And he, when he's home, he's home. And I feel like for me, I was never truly home because I work at home. I'm a stay at home mom. So there's always dishes. There's always laundry. There's always toilets. There's always all of these things. And so for me to just say no phone zone and we're dropping everything and then I can actually be present for those three hours has been just life changing for my business and for just my overall happiness and contentment, you know. How do you deal with uh, house duties? I tend to like house cleaning and anything relating to laundry or house is off limits for me while I'm working. How do you deal with that? So this has actually been a very exciting thing for me because we just moved into our house. And so it was, you know, we're going to create good habits from the get-go. All of our apartments before had been so small that it was like, if anybody else was trying to do anything besides me, there was just too many people. There wasn't enough room to even move around. And so I always cleaned up from dinner. I always made dinner by myself. I always did all the laundry. I folded it, you know, after the kids went to bed because there would literally be clothes all over the living room. And if the kids were awake, they would topple over the towel, like the piles, you know, and it was just frustrating. So me and my husband, we did a lot of it. And so now that we moved here, I really wanted to set good habits. And the first habit that we set was dinner jobs. Everybody helps clean up from dinner. Now everybody has their own job and I made a little chart and it rotates every day. So we've got somebody that's in charge of dishes, somebody that's in charge of putting the food away, somebody that's wipe, wiping down and somebody that's sweeping. And then my baby, her job is always to help the person who's wiping down. So we give her, we give her a wipe and she wipes down the chairs and the, you know, the drawer pulls and the bar stools and things like that. 
And my kids love it. Actually, they get so excited and you know, the, the chart is in the cupboard and they always run over and they announce who's doing what jobs. And I think the catch with this is we've made it so fun because we blast music the whole time. And in fact, I really need to take a video because, um, and I, I made a sign for my kitchen that says this kitchen is made for dancing or something like that, because we all just dance and clean up every night after dinner. And, um, the handle is super healthy kids. Her name's Natalie. She has a food blog, but she does this with her family. And I saw this before I moved. And so I wanted to implement it. I knew I did. And so we play the same songs, like the same YouTube playlist every night when we are cleaning. And my kids don't know that I've done this to them, but it's actually (laughs) really, really cool. I tested it out last week. We're done eating dinner. They were in their room or whatever. And Dan and I were just talking and I did not say a word to them. I just turned on the music and they all came running to do their no job. Way. And I, was like, I have like, I've kind of brainwashed them. You have brainwashed your children, but it's good. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, that's great. Our song is Earth, Wind and Fire, the September song. I could sing it, but that oh would not be good. <laughs> but it's, it's just an old, listen to oldies, like, don't stop believing things like that. And my kids, they know every word to the songs and they dance. So we do that every night. So my kitchen gets super cleaned every night. And then as for other like laundry and stuff, we've picked Saturday morning chores. We're all doing it. Mom and dad, we deep clean our bathroom. The kids deep clean their bathroom, which is like really hard for me, but I, I really try not to re deep clean their bathroom after they've done it because I feel like if they see mom redoing what they just did, they just didn't do a good enough job and they're not going to try as hard next time. And so I'll help them clean alongside with them and point out things of, no, Oh, get this, or this is an easier way to do that, you know, but always praise them and, you know, things like that. And then my kids laundry gets done while we're doing Saturday morning chores. And then I help them fold it Saturday after we're done. And it honestly takes maybe two hours to do the Saturday morning towards everybody deep cleans everything. And then I do mine and Dan's laundry on Monday or Tuesdays. And I just do that. So it's really like you just find a system and you've included all of your family members in this. Everyone's on board. Everyone's loving it. I mean, it's not always fun to clean, but, but it sounds like you've just created a really good system for your family that works. And I think that's so important for all of us. And a lot of us react, we tend to react to, cleaning into life like ah oh, dang it this kitchen floor is dirty I have to sweep it but if you put a system in place and, and stay on top fun. of it and make it fun it can be it really it is a game changer I think right and the thing too is I sat down with my kids and said okay our house is new we want to keep it you know sparkling clean how are we going to do this what do you think should we do this should we do that and they helped create our schedule. They helped plan it out. So they're totally on board with it and they wanted to help with it. And still every Saturday, at least one of them is like, but I don't like cleaning. (laughs) And I'm like, well, you live here. So (laughs) (laughs) that's life, kid. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like too, that this just sets them up for success in the future of knowing how to do these things yeah, and, and how to take care of a home and yeah. keep a family running and just being a team player. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So what advice do you have for anyone who's listening who might just feel like they can't get anything done because they have young kids at home and they have absolutely no idea where to start? What's like a good first one or two steps for them? Okay. I would say Have a real honest conversation with yourself. Deep thoughts. Take a shower. Go for a walk. Take a bath. Do something. And just really think about it and accept the fact that, you know, it's not going to change. This is how it is. And to just make a plan for yourself. And I think a lot of, there's a lot of missed opportunity when things are not planned out and not written out and not, you know, you just think, I'm just going to do it. But then you don't have a plan yourself, so you don't ever get anywhere. And then you just get frustrated. So I would for sure do that and then figure out how to involve your kids and how to, um, just really figure out the plan of if you are involving your kids or if you're going to have, 
you know, a teenage girl come over on Saturdays so that you can be really productive. Just figuring out how to make it work for yourself, because I'm a firm believer that if you want something to work, you can do it. And that the only thing holding us back are our own excuses and our own thoughts. I think that anybody is capable of anything that they put their mind to. So I think just making a schedule and making a plan and sticking to it would be my biggest advice. And no excuses. I like that. Like you said, Carly, I love this too. If you really want to make something work, whether it's blogging or fill in the blank, anything else, you can find a way to do it. Nothing in this world is impossible. So no excuses, figure out a way and make it happen. Yeah. And another thing too, and I think I mentioned this in my previous episode was to just get some good friends, get some good blog friends, especially ones that also have kids, because then when things do go awful and your baby gags on your breakfast burrito during (laughs) the video, you can immediately Marco Polo your friends and they can laugh with you and say, (laughs) and you know, I did this with two of my good friends. I, uh, Marco Poloed them and they both were laughing so hard. They're like, please edit that and just make something from it. Please. That would be hilarious. (laughs) You have to make like a gag reel from that because like literally everything that could have gone wrong in that video did like literally everything. So, you know, just to have moral support. And there was one day a couple weeks ago where I was like, I have this on my schedule and I really don't want to do it. I just have no motivation, you know, and just to be able to talk that out because obviously that's human. Obviously, like we all get that way sometimes. And for my friend to be able to say to me, no, this is your schedule. You're doing it tomorrow. You're not going to do anything. You know, okay, you've got 30 minutes. And my holdup was that I had to go to the store. I forgot something and I had to go to the store and I didn't want to go to the store. Dang it. Because now that I moved, I kind of live in the boonies a little bit. And so it's a 15 minute drive to any grocery store. That's a commitment. Yeah. If I need to go to Walmart, then it's 25 minutes. So it's a little bit, it's, it's more challenging that way, but it was, I did not want to go. And she's like, Hey, you've got 30 minutes in the car. You know exactly what you need. You're going to go in, be in, be out in five minutes. And then you can be shooting. You could be done in two hours, you know, or whatever. And just the encouragement is so nice and so needed, especially from somebody who has kids of their own, either at school or at home, you know, been there, done that of like, hey, I see you. I know this stinks. I know that this is going on, but you've got this. You're going to be so so much happier tomorrow if you do it now. (laughs) It'll be so nice to have this off of your back just to get it done. Yeah, sometimes we do need that little kick in the pants because, oh, I hate it when I forget things at the store and I have to go back. (laughs) That is the worst. It is. It is like I just want to crawl in bed and just forget my entire calendar today. (laughs) But then once you do it and just get back, you feel so much better. So it is good to have those people in your life who will just give you that little push. Right. Or to even have somebody on the outside that can just see and say, okay, well, what were you planning on shooting on Thursday? Do you have everything for that? Or on Friday, could you swap days? Because then you could go to the grocery store, you know, tomorrow when you're already driving down there for preschool, or you could have your husband stop on his way home from work, which he's driving right by, you know, to be able to just be on the outside looking in for some reason is easier to find solutions than being in the middle of it sometimes. It's true. Just one different perspective can find a creative way to get something done where when you're in it and mad and like, I don't want to go back to the store. You can't really see that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point. Well, we've covered a lot. You've given a lot of really great (laughs) tips. So I really appreciate that. If there's anything else, we can say it now. Otherwise, just thank you for being here today and taking time out. And I'm excited to go look at your new house. I hope that you have pictures up. Do you have any on your Instagram feed or on your blog? So not on my blog. I Coming from the very small apartment that was like all secondhand everything, I had no decorations, like <laughs> none. And so I will do a big kitchen post and things, but I have no decorations yet. Like it is not cute. It looks like I That's just all right. it That's all right. about to happen. 
So I'm trying to, we're slowly accumulating things. So once it's like more decorated and like looks like somebody's actually living here, then I will. But I've done a house tour on my Instagram. I'll check to see if that's on my saved. You should like do another one. Bubble. Do an encore. Or do an encore. <laughs> um, but there's lots of stuff like from when we were building my house and stuff saved in stories. So, so cool. I love that you're in. Yeah. Lots of good, lots of good things. Yes. And enjoying it. Yes. Well, before you go, I know you've already shared, I think you had a favorite quote last time that was hanging on the wall in your apartment, but do you have something else to share with us? Yes. So this is my favorite, favorite quote about motherhood. And I thought that it was appropriate since we were talking about motherhood, but I think it also applies to us as food bloggers and people who work inside the home. And it's just, it just says the most important work you'll ever do will be within the walls of your own home. And that quote is by Harold B. Lee. And I love that so much in regards to motherhood of no matter what's outside of your home, no matter like everything else that's going on in the world, the most important things you do are going to be within the walls of your own home. You know, raising your kids, how you influence them, the example you've set for them, you know, raising them up to be respectful, functioning adults. I think that's so important. And in regards to working at home, we are building or hoping to be building empires for our businesses, you know, businesses that influence a lot of people, whether it be their recipes, whether it be their outlook on life, whether it be how they feel about themselves. You know, we are hoping to influence and create this monster of a business that can touch other people's homes and get into other people's kitchens. And like, that is one of the most cherished things for me is when somebody comes and tells me that, you know, I made your sugar cookie recipe at Christmas and now I make it for every single holiday. You know, that has become my family's tradition. Your recipe has like, that is such an honor and being able to influence other people and creating happy memories for them. I just feel like it's super powerful and kind of a heavy weight to bear sometimes, but <laughs> yes. one to one that I'm so grateful for. It's an so honor. I just love yeah. that. Yeah. It's just an honor. Those are great words. Thank you. You had such great quotes on both of your episodes to share. So I really appreciate that. And I know food bloggers will as well. And then I will set up a separate show notes page for you, Carly. And that will be found at eatblogtalk.com forward slash Carly2. Carly, tell my listeners the best place they can find you online. Okay. Everywhere online, I am at Cooking with Carly and Carly is K-A-R-L-I. And so Instagram, Facebook, uh, my website is www.cookingwithcarly.com. And that's where you can find me. I'm not on Twitter. I mean, like I am, but I think <laughs> I have like seven followers or something. Yeah, I don't know. there. <laughs> Maybe I one know. day. Every once in a while I hear someone say, oh, I just wrote on Twitter. And I'm like, what? You're like, what? What is this thing? The only reason, okay, I will admit this. The only reason I go onto Twitter these days is to find reactions to the Bachelor episodes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because people are getting so dang witty on Twitter. They make me laugh. <laughs> there you go. Twitter is for wit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for You're being welcome. here, Carly. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.